0: And welcome back to the Hope Behind the Music. Super excited to have you here today. And if you missed yesterday, yesterday's guest, we had the lovely Sherry Keggy and we had to do two parts. Why? Because the two CDs were too amazing for me to not do two versions of it and you can literally watch sherry's journey unfold from her cd that released in 2012 which was so i can tell which was from yesterday and then the new one that she just made for 2015 is the one we're going to talk about today which is no longer my own so I'm super excited to have Sherry back. So Sherry, thank you so much for being willing to thank come you, back Sharon. again. <laughs> you're not you're not tired of me yet, I guess. No, I have a feeling that you and I could probably talk for a few hours, uh, but that's yeah. you know I don't have time for that. I don't want to bore everybody. <laughs> but, um, super excited to have you back, and we have three more songs today. And again, there are so many. Because all of your songs are so precious and there's such wisdom in them, so much healing in them. You can tell they come from the depths of your soul. You can tell that God spoke directly to your heart. So to pick just three songs out of any of these albums that she has done, I can tell you was no easy task. But Sherry did specifically pray and decide on these particular three songs just for you because you needed to hear them today. So the first song we're going to open with is Overcome which, again, I can't say enough about all of them, but this is a great song. And this is kind of, this whole CD was where you were just really coming out of the dark, dark period through the divorce Mm -hmm. and the the loss and just so much tragedy that had had taken place. And you were picking yourself up or God was picking you up. And (laughs) here we are with this new CD. And so here's the song, Overcome. We have to hear the story.
1: Okay, absolutely. Yeah, the the Lord heals, right? Jehovah Rapha. And when he does that, you're able to be less focused on your own circumstances and, and sort of pull back and maybe look at what's going on in the world around you a little bit more. And with Overcome, I remember I had just carved out some time one afternoon for some songwriting. I had just said, okay, I'm going to work on something. I didn't know exactly what. And my headspace at the time, I it was right when the ISIS beheadings were the top news story of the day, Are you know, Christians being persecuted. And it was just such a horrific thing. And my heart was burdened by that and also everything that seems to be <laughs> backwards in our world today. And I remember just standing at my back window that faces out to my backyard. I remember looking out the window and I remember saying, Lord, what would you have me write today? And I went straight to the piano and wrote this song.
0: Mm. And you know, when I heard the song, I was taking notes. When I listen to music, before I can decide I, I really like a song, it's not the beat, which my husband has always thought was so strange. But for me, it's the lyrics. What do the lyrics speak? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I see. That's why yeah. I love you so much. You get me. Um, but I just feel like, what's a beat? It's it's the lyrics because that's what's speaking to us. That's what we remember. And the mm-hmm. thing that I jotted down during the song, the thing that touched me the most was, I have told you these things so that in me, and I underlined that three times, mm-hmm. you may have peace.
1: Yeah, and that comes from John sixteen thirty three, which the rest of that verse says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have o- overcome the world. So I felt like, wow, it was such an honor to write this song, because one, I had specifically asked the Lord, what do you have? And I felt like this is truly what He wanted me to say that day, what He wants to say to all of us, and particularly believers, because even though we're not to fear, as a believer, we we don't have to fear death. There are times I confess that I do feel afraid at the world, at what's happening, and I question, what is my role? When do I speak up? And when do I hold back? And what is my responsibility as a believer? And so I, I think I'm addressing that a, a little bit in the song. You know, well, maybe it's better to just play it safe here. I, I don't know. I don't I don't want the persecution to come to my front door. But we know that biblically that we're to expect persecution. And that one of my pastors has always said, if you're not getting any opposition, perhaps you should re-examine how effective you really are as a believer, how effective you're really living. And so it is, though none of us want to to suffer in those ways, it is a privilege to participate in the sufferings of Christ. And some will be called upon even to death. So, of course, we don't want that, but we, in Christ, don't have to fear that. And we have to know that God will give us everything we need in that moment, when or if that time would come.
0: And special to fill your heart up with hope is the song Overcome by the lovely Sherry Keggy. Oh, can't wait for you to hear it.
2: tell the world what could i possibly say how could i possibly change the way Sing it all, but please don't fear. Don't you know that I have overcome? Lord, I confess I'm afraid. Too scared to stand up against the tide. Better to just play it safe, though harder to look away when love looks like justice and mercy to love without limit cause no one can hurt me father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing Tell them I am here. I am lifting you up. The end is near. Don't you know that I have overcome? Heaven, I.
0: The songs, the songs from yesterday and into today. The one that has spoke most to my heart, and I'm the most grateful for, is this song that you wrote called "Be My Sabbath." And the purpose in why it's my favorite is that ministry is hard. You don't get rich. You don't work nine to five you pour your heart and soul into it you are constantly inundated and i'm blessed to say that i'm inundated i'm grateful for people entrusting their hurts but you drink in a lot of people's pain and i i add that to the seven children i have right now and running a radio station and the shows and it, it, there's times where i'm like screaming in my head i want to go to the mountains for the day i want to get away and when i heard this song And I again take notes while I'm listening to your music. And I had wrote taking a break and drawing nearer to God, giving it all to God. And that's what life feels like. My friend that's listening right now, listening to us, you know, life, somehow they're drowning and they need to hear your message. And I know that you have been there and there's a clear message and a purpose in this song of which I'm going to give it over to you right now. But thank you. (laughs)
1: I'm glad it resonates with you. I think this is a song, well, it appears to be resonating with a lot of people, perhaps because we're in this overworked culture, and uh, the advancements in technology means we, we can do more, better, faster, bigger, you know, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean we should, but we do because we can, you know. Right. And we're more accessible and all that, and God gave me so many wonderful opportunities to minister as a result of the album, So I Can Tell, that we talked about, and so... And that's a wonderful thing. That's what you want. I want to be out sharing my God stories, right? Uh, But I came sort of to the end of myself. uh, And I've always said that when when we come to the end of ourselves, we come to the beginning of Jesus. But
0: One of my favorite things you say, by the way. And and can you say it again? Could you just say it loud? Loud and proud? Yes. Yes. When we come to the end of ourselves, we come to the beginning of Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Drink that in.
1: And so... I came to the end of myself. I was, I remember specifically, it was two days before Christmas. I'd gone through a busy fall travel season, ministry season pouring out and all the administration of ministry, at the same time I had been writing some new material and as well I had launched a fundraising campaign for this album, no longer on my own that we're now talking about and so I was just wearing a ton of hats and just going, going, going like the Energizer Bunny and I'm sort of a doer you know, so that just falls right into my nature, you know, go, 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 I can do it all. But I remember sitting I was now home for the holidays after travel, I was sitting in my chair in my bedroom and I was reading my streams in the desert devotional. I had my robe, my fleece, fuzzy, cozy robe. And I was reading, actually it was dated December 23rd, where this woman had a poem that I just began reading a poem about just about exhaustion. I'm too tired to trust, I'm too tired to pray. She's drawing this analogy of a, of a, does a mother deny her infant child rest, needed rest, or does she delight when her child is contented in her arms and at peace and all is well in the world, right? But but equating that to how God wants for us to be able to rest in Him like a baby does in his mother's arms. And so somewhere, three or four stanzas into this long poem, I burst into tears. I just broke down, heavy sobbed. And it was just a very interesting reaction to me and I knew God was putting me in touch with the condition of my own heart. Now, the very next day was Christmas Eve. That was December 24th, and I went to a gathering of friends. Every year, a friend hosts a gathering at Christmas Eve. We eat white bean chili, and we sit in a circle, and we go around and we tell whatever we want to share, but usually it's maybe uh, what was a big blessing from your year, or a big challenge, or what, what was a praise report. Whatever you feel like sharing and reflecting on the previous year as we're moving into the next year. And so it came around to me, God had so beautifully provided through this fundraising campaign and basically was giving me the green light to record another record. So naturally, that was my praise report. It was like, yay, God, Jehovah's Jireh has provided once more. That means I get to be in the studio come January. And so it was a happy report. And then I said these words, Shelley. I stopped and I said, I just need to figure out how to rest. Mm. As the sentence came out of my mouth, Again, I burst into heavy sobs in front of this circle of friends. I mean, it was a safe circle. Safety breeds vulnerability. I think, you know, people... Have oh, moved. yes, it, it
0: sure it, does. And big crocodile tears.
1: Yes. <laughs> and so, oh, heavy sobs again. And again, it was this steam of rest. I just need to figure out how to rest. And so, of course, there was comfort, understanding, and prayer for me and all of that. And it felt a little healing just to release those tears. But God had put me very much in touch. There was something going on there. And I then one morning again in my robe sat down and scribbled out a bunch of phrases. I wasn't in lyric mode. I was just putting the emotions down on the page with no concern for rhyme or order. And I remember writing, I'm not a machine. I can't keep going like this. And I remember writing, if faith without works is dead, then I need Mm -hmm. to die for a day. You know, this extreme language, but it gives you a glimpse as to where I was. And eventually I knew there was a song brewing. But basically God just, I think, convicted me of perhaps, neglecting the Sabbath, and I actually had an opportunity to do a Bible study with a group of women this summer, and it was Priscilla Shires, and it's called Breathe, Making Room for Sabbath. I know in one of the videos, I, I made note because she said this phrase, and I watched every single woman in that room write down what she said. She said, overwork is a form of unbelief,
2: oh, and wow.
1: I was so convicted by her statement, and I had to just repent, Lord you know, forgive me for all of this striving and for doing good things, doing the work he's called me to do, yes. But he has also given us, not just as a suggestion, but as a commandment to observe the Sabbath. And, and you know, we're talking about a specific day of the week and seven days of creation. His work wasn't finished until he created the Sabbath rest for us. And that's a boundary and it's a protection for us. So I've had to sort of grow in that, not in a legalistic way, but in a, hey, in a very practical way. If I am expected to continue to do the things He called me to do that I want to be about doing, then I have got to stay plugged into that force and I've got to be consistently in God's Word, not just going to His Word because I'm preparing for this women's event that I'm going to be speaking at, right? (laughs) But just for the sheer delight of digesting his word and communing with him and sitting in his presence. So that's a long story behind the song, but here's the song.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, but it's a good and needed story. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. This is the song, Be My Sabbath. May it speak to your heart, and may you allow God to be your rest. If faith without
2: works is dead, I need to die for a day Or a very long weekend Did you hear What I just said I need to die for a day I just need a break For I am not a machine Can't keep going and going Without a reprieve And I can't do this anymore I'm then I'm a bond slave to you You said those willing to wait They will walk in nothing You renew their strength Well, I'm a dead battery Corroded and rusty and good for nothing And I can't do this anymore I'm empty
0: It spoke to my heart so deeply that I'm fighting back tears again, listening to it. Um, I know that mm-hmm. in just in our, our daily lives, it is, it's just insanely hectic. And as you'd said, you know, we're technology and everything. We are technically available pretty much all the time. You know, in the olden days, <laughs> they couldn't call us on the cell phone and, you know, we weren't always available on the internet at all times. So goodness sakes, I just really hope this gets you to thinking that you need to take Sabbath. So Sherry, we have the next song, which is you go before. And I, again, wrote down, you know, the answer before the question. And I think that's that's key. That's one of the key parts of the whole song. And just remember that even though you don't know and we had talked in the interview, you were saying, I didn't know if I would be alone forever. I didn't know where he's going to live. But if you stop for a second and think, yeah, maybe you don't know, but God knows. So rest in that. It's taken care of for you. There's no need to stress out about it because you might not know, but it's no surprise to him. He's already worked it out. He's got a plan. I think that's why I love this song so much, but um, it's so comforting. And um, yeah. now I want to hear... A part of your journey and why you wrote it. Yeah, well, I found myself saying, you know, in
1: ministering to people one-on-one and stuff, sometimes you don't always know what to say, but I found myself sometimes saying, God goes before whatever that thing is that you're all in turmoil over, I don't know where it's going to land, but I know that God goes before. And that would always seem to comfort people. And I have a a friend who was sharing with me just, she's coming to terms with the the decline of her father suffering from Alzheimer's and just seeing how hard it is for her to see all of that, the effects it's had on him. And they've been very close, you know, father-daughter relationship, very close. So it's hard for her to consider life on earth, Without her father you know, And she was sharing that with me And this is before I had even recorded this album But I had these piano vocal demos Uncle Phil was so gracious to record for me And in fact this was one of his favorite songs I will say that we're about to hear um, He loved this song But when she was telling me this about her dad I was like oh you have to hear this song And so we put the demo in And I just let her listen to it And the tears just streamed down her yes. face And I know it was ministering to her That okay this yes This is really hard hard, but God has a plan. God's going to use this. He's going to be with you. And there's a verse in uh, Deuteronomy 31 8 that says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged.
0: And this is the song, Um, You Go Before Me.
2: The answer before the question, you know the ending before it's begun. You set the rain and the clouds in motion, knowing full well you would bring back the sun. Ready and Like a lighthouse that shines through the storm, a vision of land for the homesick sailor you go before. the comfort, for every heartache, you were the healing before there was hurt, doling out strength for the worn and weary, restore houses brimming with gifts none could earn. You're the great King, and your kingdom will come with sure victory. After the war, brave on the front line of all these battles, you go.
0: Sherry, again, I can't thank you enough for sharing your heart for being willing to spend two whole days with us here uh, at the hope behind the music. And I know you filled my heart all up. And I know that there was absolutely no mistake as to why God needed you to speak to my heart. Several of your songs, I needed to hear myself, I'm going through some things right now. So you've been a blessing to me. And I know you've been a blessing to my sweet friend that's tuning in right now and listening to you. I don't want to let you go before having you share your wisdom and your heart today before you leave us. Would you do that for us?
1: Sure. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Really, Shelly, appreciate your heart and what you're doing through this show and allowing me to be a part of it. You know, we're all sort of together on this journey, aren't we? Just doing the best we can and God is so gracious to us, so kind to us and he's been that for me. I have said that this album, No Longer My Own, is maybe one of my most bold and I mean bold lyrically because I'm saying some strong things on this album, one of which I did a song that was all about the word of God because for so many years, the Word of God became so precious to me. It was such a lifeline to me. It was my oxygen. And I have an expression called white knuckling the Word of God.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes. I know that one.
1: It's like you're just clinging to it for dear life. And and so I borrowed several verses from Psalm 119, but one that I love so much, just reflecting on my life and the hard things I've been through is verse 71. And I use this in one one of my songs called You Save Me, that it was good for me to be afflicted that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Like you know, how is it that God's word has become so precious to me? It's because I needed it so desperately, you know. And so looking back, now that I've gone through some of these hard things, I can go, you know what? it was good. It was okay. It was good for me to be afflicted because now I have the treasure that is my relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're in the ashes right now, whoever's listening, you're feeling like you're in the ashes right now. I am one who's come through to the beauty and I can say, hang on. I don't know how long you'll be in those ashes, but God is doing a bigger work in and he is doing a bigger work through you and he will bring you out to the other side, give you a a crown of beauty instead of ashes, Isaiah 61.3 says. So hang in there, sister, hang in there, brother. He's doing a good thing in you and you are going to be more valuable in the kingdom for this trial that you are suffering.
0: Mark my word. Amen to that, Sherry. Thank you for being just such a blessing for being here. You know, I hope to have you back. I know you're going to record more albums. You can't tell me you oh, won't. Lord, <laughs> We're Lord, counting on it. We need you to. <laughs> we need more Sherry well, songs. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And if anybody wants to find Sherry, I'm going to have you go ahead and spell your your website and how they can locate you. And of course, yeah. you guys can go to AmazingHopeRadio.com and click the contact button and ask me. I will also have the link included here to find her. And you can go to Amazing Hope Radio on Facebook. But Sherry, how do they directly get to you? Yes,
1: I'm on Facebook. Like the Sherry Kitty fan page. Uh, or go to my website, c h e r i k e a g g y. C-H-E-R-I-K-E-A-G-G-Y.com. You can email me directly there. would love to come and minister at your church if, if that's something that would be brewing in your heart. But you can, yeah, you can get my music there. I also love to write. It's my Writing is my passion, so I like to blog. And you can read some all kinds of past archival blogs on there and some key video clips and that sort of
0: thing. And just get to know Sherry even deeper, because there's more to her than just song. So, goodness sakes, thank you so much for being a blessing. And you, my sweet friend and listener, thank you for joining us today. And again, come find us on Facebook at Amazing Hope Radio. But for now, go on, go have a hope filled day. Bye bye.